Hello, welcome back. And Anaya, welcome to Spiritual Slang. Hey! <laughs> How's it feel to be here? It feels great, honestly. Like, I can't believe this happened. Like, wow. You've come such a long way, and now I'm here. <laughs> Do you remember when I told you about this idea? I literally remember before it even had a name. Oh, yeah, before it had a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's give some context into our friendship. First of all, this is my really good friend, Anaya. Hey, y'all. A lot of people may know her, and if you don't, she's great. Um, I like to call her my protege. I'm so done. Because <laughs> she's very young. But um, she oh. is a... <laughs> it's the lies for me. She is a good friend. Um, and I met her when I first got saved. So when I first got saved in like 2017-ish or whatever, I started going to the one online church, or it's one online now, but it was like, one LA at that time um so I started going there and I wanted to get plugged in and I got into a small group and she was there and we just hit it off I think it was our sense of humor <laughs> yeah it was definitely the joke it was the jokes uh <laughs> definitely the jokes and um after that I don't even I mean the rest is history literally like I, we just started hanging out and we became really good friends and that was before I even knew what my purpose was I was what was I? Explain how I was back then. I think you were just kind of like figuring it out, you know? Like, I think we went to an event. We didn't even know each other that well, but like maybe we had like one or two small groups and we went to an event and we were like, okay, like we're just trying to figure out like how, how this new phase of our life looks, like how mm -hmm. this new place looks, um, mm -hmm. just like really being dedicated to God, um, but mm -hmm. also still like having fun and laughing all the time mm -hmm. and just being funny. So I think you were like, you were funny, but you were also still a little like, not shy, but a little more reserved. I was waiting for you to say that. I was like, <laughs> I want to say yeah you're definitely more reserved like you've definitely become more like bubbly and yeah more confident and um yeah I don't even think I was like talking about my life back then right no like I was in small group but I wasn't like really participating unless I was called on yeah maybe you read were, a scripture here and there yeah 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 you were quiet you were quiet yeah. I was kind of quiet too yeah um but yeah you were definitely just kind of like to yourself like yeah I think it's funny that you said like find that new phase of like life because and I grew up in the church I didn't grow up in the church and you had like a very like you went to Sunday school you knew the Bible by the time I met you I feel like you were very like well like aware of everything in the Christian world and you grew up pretty strict Christian was it pretty strict or just like I mean, relatively yeah I mean we like I don't know if it was like strict but we definitely like followed the Christian life to uh -huh. the best of okay my parents ability <laughs> so the reason i say that is because it was like interesting for us to be in a very similar um aspect of life of like trying to find community and church and like a new church essentially for both of us mm -hmm. um looking for kind of like our purpose at the same time but coming from different backgrounds yeah and i was older than you and i had lived a, a relatively different life than you because i think you were still in college when I, met you. <laughs> but I wasn't and um and I had come from this like really wild, wild, wild lifestyle. And Anaya didn't really have that, but she did. It wasn't like you were like goody two shoes either. Mm -hmm. Like you did, you did your thing. Yeah. Is that, am I right in saying that? <laughs> you know, we all have a testimony, okay? 
I just think it's so it's just like it's like God it's that's just God like when he brings two people together that have really not that many similarities or like upbringings or anything like that other than the fact that we're valley girls 818 to the day I die and that's what we bonded over and so for him to bring us like together and then be like different ages different lifestyles everything like that but for us to click and then like remain friends because she used to live out here in LA and now you live in Atlanta yeah and she acts like she forgot what LA is all about but (laughs) I love LA okay I'm always gonna rep the valley and I think it's a like testament to like really good friendships when you can move away but still stay really close and so we've had hour long conversations. We've gone, um, we'll just like say it a little bit now, but there was a season of our life in 2021. <laughs> My God. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a little. And we would go to bars, but she was in Atlanta and I was in LA, but we would be on FaceTime <laughs> and we would go to bars by ourselves. But it, we never actually ended up there because they were like too crowded or something. And so then I went up going in and out, but like, and then we would buy those same margaritas yes, from the would. store yeah. and then we would drink those and try to go don't do Go that out. don't don't do that but it's like testament um to just like really good friendship that like you can move away find new friends find new community find a new church and everything like that but we're still really close yeah uh-huh. shout out to facetime yeah facetime facetime's <laughs> the plug but um all right so let's get started now that you know how i know her I kind of wanted you to give like a little bit of like an elevator pitch of your testimony it doesn't have to be like from beginning to end but just a little bit so people understand where you come from wow so (laughs) like she mentioned um i grew up going to church um you know it wasn't like super strict it it was like non-denominational um and so i've always like had a relationship with god and i think throughout the years um i've always like pursued god but i went through like a breakup and it kind of shook me and I realized that like I, w- I during that relationship like I drifted from God for sure and so after that breakup I was like like that was my moment of like full surrender um where I was like you know God I need you to get through this but also like I do want to live my life for you like I'm really serious um about my relationship with him and my walk so I kind of came back to God and has been pursuing him ever since. Um, and, and we were actually like, we didn't know it at the time, but we were kind of like in a similar place, like when we met. Oh, um, yeah. Cause that was like, you know, a little bit after my breakup, but like that was the point where I was like coming back to God for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just funny how we didn't know at the time, but yeah. we were kind of in that similar place. So yeah. Um, so I found one, one LA and then, found community and like really went after God at, at that point and I was like in college nice nice yeah that is so funny that we were I forgot I didn't even think about that that we were in that similar place and as I spoke about on the testimony episode the reason I came not the reason I came to God I won't put it on that but I will say like ain't nothing like a breakup to send you to the Lord <laughs> Listen. A breakup will have you at the altar okay. um, when you have no other you don't have anywhere else to go like a breakup really sends you to the Lord I can't even put it into better words other than that um, and I think it's probably just because you don't it's such a painful feeling to have yeah. um, and I think before you're even with the Lord and you have a breakup you feel like people that you're in a relationship are your everything mm-hmm. and so then when you lose them it almost feels like you're nothing and like I think that's why it's like 
a lot of times we do end up at the altar or we do end up at the Lord because we're like trying to find something. We're trying to find like home. We're trying to find like ourselves because we feel like we we lost it. Yeah, I think so. And also like with my breakup specifically, like I knew that I needed to break up with that person. And like I like the Lord told me to and I didn't do it. And then so afterwards I was like, God, I know your voice and I really should have trusted you. Um, So I think for me, that as well as just like trusting the Lord when you hear his voice and Mm -hmm. like it hurts when you when he tried to warn you and you don't listen to the warning. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was also another part of it. That's why I was like, no, I need to surrender for real Mm because I don't want to go through this again. Like being disobedient is never is never fun. Yeah. In the end. That's true. How long were you guys together? We were together for like a year. Okay. And then when God first told you to break up with that person, how long before you actually did it? Um, a year. No, I was kidding. No. <laughs> it, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a year. It wasn't that long. It was like maybe a month. Uh-huh. But it was still like, even after the breakup, it was still like yeah we weren't like completely broken up yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it was still a couple like two or three months of like lingering yeah a couple residuals yeah you yeah. know <laughs> that's that's really that really is that how it goes okay that's so interesting i'm trying to think like if i when i broke up with my boyfriend at the time well i didn't know god so you were listening to god and i didn't know god at the time that was god but then as i started to walk with god i realized it was god but it was all god's doing and i already talked about that previously but that's that's why okay so i have a couple questions so this is a very casual episode so we might there's a couple questions i have for you but we'll just see where the lord takes us and so the first one when you were younger and you thought about your age right now and who you are right now what where did you think you would be who did you think you would be and are you her and are you there wow so i definitely thought i would be married by now <laughs> okay <laughs> i was let's like it 100%. okay let's keep it real like i was like oh look i'm gonna get married young about 23 i'm gonna be married i'm gonna be working doing my thing i don't think i would have kids now but um so i don't think I am necessarily where I thought I would be, but I think I'm partially who I thought I would be, mm-hmm. like as a person, like where I am um, in my walk with God, where I am with my confidence, where I am with my goals. Um, I think from what I thought as a child, I'm, I'm partially there. Okay, so you're partially there as who the person, the mm-hmm. woman that you envisioned yourself to be, but you're not there like physically in like, yeah. the stage of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, how does that actually make you feel that you're not married right now? Yeah. And I know, just so the people know, that it is a desire. We've talked about it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to put it out there. <laughs> no, but let's put it out there. Out there. <laughs> just in case. Let's put it out there, okay. <laughs> Um, but it is a really strong desire of your heart and it's something that you looked forward to when you were younger and hoping by a certain age you would have. So how does it, like, if you really think and you can think about it for a second, like, how do you actually feel about that, that you're not there? I think there's two sides to it. I think on one hand, I'm grateful because 
I probably wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it is kind of like not disappointing. That feels so deep. But it is kind of like, dang, like I wish I was married. You know, like I feel like now, especially now coming into this year, um, I'm like, God, I'm ready. Like, why are we not doing this? Like, why is this not a thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, looking back, I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't ready. But now I'm like, okay, I think I am ready. So mm-hmm. it is a little like, dang, I did I, I did wish I had that. Yeah. 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 Um, so you look at it with two different perspectives. And I think, I mean, one that's good, like having the perspective of I didn't, it didn't happen before because I wasn't ready. And I think that takes, like, a lot of growth to even get to that point because, you know, like, a lot of times we're just like, well, no, I am ready. Like, I thought I was ready or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like also as um, believers, which it is good for us to continue to remind ourselves that and everything like that, but I feel like sometimes we use statements like that and not that that's what you're doing. But I feel like I have where I've kind of brushed off my own feelings about something and been like, well, it's okay because I know it'll work out or it's okay because I know it'll happen or it's okay because I'm not ready or whatever. And so we use statements like that to cover up like how we actually feel. Um, And that's why I told you like kind of like really think about how you feel because I think it's okay to admit that you're disappointed that you're not actually married right now. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I think it's okay to admit like when you're sad that you're not somewhere that you want to be. And I think as Christians, sometimes we can like just brush it off and like not really address our feelings and not that we need to like because we always say we can't really trust our feelings all the time i'll say that um let me be clear no I'm kidding. but um <laughs> we we like brush them off and we never really address it you know and i yeah. remember i was watching something or listening to something and they had said i remember she was saying that god was telling her like i know you're disappointed so tell me that you're disappointed she's like no 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 because like sometimes we get afraid to tell god that we're disappointed yeah um and he was like no i know you are and so that leads to the next question, which is like, what is a time where God disappointed you? Oof, that's heavy. That's heavy. But I love the question, though, because like you said, we always brush it off and we don't really like talk about those times. Um, one time, there's been multiple, <laughs> let's be real, okay? But um, one time um specifically that really like has changed my relationship with God forever um in 2021 I was looking to move I had moved in with like roommates and I was looking for my own place um and it was kind of hard but I eventually found somewhere and I was really excited because I was like you know like I want to have my own I want to like establish like my home I was still kind of I hadn't even been to Atlanta for a year so it was like it didn't really feel like I was settled completely um and so like that apartment I just wanted it to make it feel like home to me I wanted to like you know meet friends and like bring people over and just like um really establish myself there and so like a couple days before I was supposed to move, like the apartment fell through and I was shook. <laughs> I was shook. Like I was so disappointed. Like, and I literally, like that is the the word that I used to myself. I was like, it, it, it wasn't even like I wasn't mad. 
and I wasn't just hurt. Like I was really disappointed because I felt like I was just believing, like I had so much faith and I was doing all of the steps that I needed to. Like I got my stuff in order. I was packing. I was ready. Um, and then it didn't work out. And I was just like, it, it crushed me. It crushed me so, so much to the point where I was like, why am I even like so hurt off of this? Um, but you know, looking back, I was putting so much into that, that mm -hmm. move more than it wasn't just like moving to a place. Like it was like security. It was like establishing my own. It was like, like I saw my future in that place. Um, but I was so, I was so disappointed and I had to like grieve the loss of that. Um, just the whole plan that I had, not just the place, but like the plan. And I had to learn how to lament mm. because I think that's not something that we do. Um, but before if, you go on, can you explain what lament is? Yeah, for? yeah, yeah. So lamenting is basically like expressing your grief, um, but a very strong way. It's not like, it's like very, you know, it's deep and, and you're really like letting it out. Um, so I had to learn how to do that because I just felt so many things and I couldn't keep them inside because I was, I was a mess. I was like so emotional. I was just like, I don't know what's going on with me. I never really felt that kind of deep disappointment um, before. And so I actually read this Bible plan called Lamentations and Hallelujahs. Mm -hmm. um, and it was so good. Like it literally gave language for how I felt in that season. Every day I was like, this is how I feel, God, like why? <laughs> um, so like throughout the Psalms, um, David does a lot of lamenting and then there's a book called Lamentations, um, which is the same expressing grief. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just had to learn like what that meant, like what that looked like to be like, God, I really thought you were going to do this. And the fact that you didn't hurts me deep, like mm. in a deep place. And I don't even want to be mad at you, but I'm so hurt that like, I don't really know what else to do with my emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would just sit on the floor and be like, God, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just hurting and I know you're there. And I kind of want to talk to you, but I kind of don't. All I know is I'm just in pain. Okay, I'm just hurting. Um, but I think through that, through that process, through that season, I've learned to become a lot more vulnerable with God. Like you're saying, that girl said, like, God wants you to tell him mm -hmm. that you're disappointed. I think if I wasn't honest with him, I probably would have always had in the back of my mind, like, this kind mm -hmm. of fear of like oh is god going to disappoint me again god going to get disappoint mm -hmm. me again um but i think because i really walked that process out with him i was able to and i still don't even have the answers i'm like in that moment i felt like that was what was going to happen and it didn't happen um so i don't know why but i just know that like now i'm definitely more careful but i don't fear him disappointing me again because i know that's not his character Mm -hmm. But I had to walk out that process to to like be more honest and be more vulnerable with him um, when I am in pain or when I am like sad or when I am like, God, what are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. And I would I don't think I would have the level of vulnerability that I have with him now if it wasn't for that season. Wow. There's so much good stuff that you said. Um, and I just pray that I can remember 
it all as I talk to you because I feel like sometimes when I say like certain things like then I forget the other things I was gonna say <clears throat> but the first thing you said which I was thinking about and then you said it and I was like wow lord but uh, um because you said that you were really disappointed and then when you were explaining why you wanted the apartment and everything like that you were explaining your plans for it and what you're gonna do and everything like that and like it's just like in relationships when we be when we break up with people or I read something where it was like a lot of times like the relationships that hurt the most are the ones that didn't even fully become boyfriend and girlfriend and it was because of the fact that like you feel so hurt over what you thought it was going to be over the like expectation of what it was going to be over the what ifs you were like i can marry this person mm-hmm. then we're going to do do this we're going to tj's we're going to go to disneyland we're going to mm-hmm. do all this da, da, da. and so then when you end up ending it with that person none of those things happen so a lot of times you're not even like really hurt over the person you're hurt over what you thought it was going to be and so you're having to grieve like your expectation and so I say that because that's what I was thinking as you were talking about like being disappointed and grieving and then you said I had to grieve the plan which is exactly what it was it was like you had all this idea like people coming over and da 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 lord we're gonna worship here and mm-hmm. everything like that and then um and then it didn't happen and so it's not even the place that's the matter it's right. the lifestyle yeah. that you're having to grieve like the the like I'm finally gonna be like this independent woman and have this space that I call my own and everything like that and it doesn't happen and so you're having to grieve that more than a part an apartment or whatever um so i thought that was like so good and then you had said like talking to god which so proud of you for because anaya is and i hope you're okay with saying that me saying this but anaya is like hard exterior anaya doesn't show as much emotion and isn't as vulnerable as someone like me in, in the terms of i'm emotional and crying all the time but anaya is like not a very vulnerable person and you're and you're not um <laughs> I love it but <laughs> you're still like you're still so loving and everything but you're just not like you you know you don't express your feelings the way I do you saying God like I'm disappointed in you it's like being vulnerable mm-hmm. you know and it takes a lot to be vulnerable especially to God because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're like well he knows best he knows best he knows best you know and it's like he does but I thought you were gonna do this for me and it didn't happen um, and so I thought that was just like so beautiful and I was so proud of you for that because I know it takes a lot to be able to even say that to God, you know, and to anyone really yeah. like to tell someone that you're disappointed in them is really hard. Yeah. Um, but to say it to God when you know, like he's a good God is hard. Yeah. That, I mean that, I think that was like the hardest part because I'm like, I know the character of God. Like I know his plans for me are good. I know that he doesn't want to hurt me. But it hurts, you know? So it's just like, I can't deny that I feel disappointed in you. But it's like, God is so good, you don't feel like he could do that. But but your emotion is still real. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, that like line. Um, but again, just being vulnerable with him and just being like, this really hurt. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not your character, but this is still how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah exactly and it just reminds me of i'll share in a time because it's like very similar where i had to tell god the same thing so a a year to two years ago my grandpa passed away um but i remember we were praying for him well the time that he got sick he was actually in Colombia, and so none of like my mom or her sisters or anything were out there and i remember and you remember this time Mm -hmm. but um i remember my mom and my sisters like in my family like looked to me to be like the person to pray um because they knew like 
I had this like relationship with God and like that, that's like what life was like for me. And so we were getting on the phone every day and it could have been, I think it might've been like a couple times a day where we were praying and I was truly believing. I was like, Lord, I might go out there and lay hands. <laughs> no, but I was like truly believing like he, he was going to get better. Like we're two or more gathered, you know, it says it in the Bible. Like I really like want this Lord and I'm praying to you and I know you're a healer and I know you can do it and everything like that. And it happened for like, I don't know, a few days. And then we found out that he was doing better. And then I was like, oh, my God, right. he's, he's, he's a redeemer. Right. It works. works. Thanks. Um, and so we found out he was doing better and it was like, OK, great. So we are continuing to pray, everything like that, like it didn't stop. And then we found out. Um, I don't even think we found out if he was getting worse or anything like that. I think he just like passed away. And I remember I was so disappointed. It felt like I couldn't even pray. Like I, I was like, and, and it's like a very weird space to be in when you're disappointed in God, because you love God and you know, he's good and you know that he has plans for us, like we said, and everything like that. And so it's so weird to be in a space where you're like, I'm like kind of mad at you. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. like, it's hard for me. It's like when you're mad at someone, it's like, I can't even talk to you right now. I can't even look at you because it's like, it's, it's because you didn't do what I was hoping you would do you know and you said in the Bible where two or more gathered and it's mm -hmm. like and I was thinking like oh my, my family's getting closer to God everything like that um which they were and so I won't negate that but yeah so I was like super disappointed and I remember like not being able to pray to him and I and I but I still did it but it felt weird mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it felt like it was like my first time praying yeah 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 I was like hi uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just say the basics and then I'm gonna just I don't really, I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. I know you're good. Uh, and I pray you help me understand or something like that. Like it was like four words and that was that. And I remember having to tell God too. And I was like, honestly, I'm like kind of mad or like, I'm like disappointed in you, God. And I remember I was like crying to him. I was like, I don't, I don't understand why this would happen. Like, why would, why, why does this have to happen? Like, why are you doing this to me? Or like, why are you doing this to my family? And I said that like that. Cause I was like, sometimes we like, so is, like, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And and it is like, it's like my grandpa and it was like hard to see my family sad and mourning and everything like that. Um, and so the disappointment just to like kind of wrap it up. It's like, it's just so it happens. And it, like you said, it's something you have to walk out with God to get over. Like eventually you start to, even if you don't fully understand, he'll like kind of get you to a point where you're like okay with it like yeah. he doesn't he won't always tell you this yeah. is exactly why i did it i think that's that's good too because a lot of times we're like a lot of times people be like you know like one day you'll know why he did it and mm -hmm. like that's not always the it case not come. that's not always the case and you shouldn't like you shouldn't um hang your hat on that like you shouldn't necessarily expect that to come because it might not, but mm -hmm. you still have to walk through your process. Mm -hmm. And then walking through the process, like I said, all you, you get to a point where you're okay with it, but like it doesn't, and then you get to build your relationship with God again, or like kind of just like, okay, God, we're good again. But I love what you said where it's like, I'm not afraid to like allow for him to disappoint me again. And it's through the process, like you said, is like, that's how you get to that point mm -hmm. where it's like through the process, like it's, I mean, relationship with God is so beautiful. It's like all these like little interwebs and everything like that. And it's very hard to explain. But through the process, it's like, I know he's still good, you know? And even if someone else died that I knew or whatever, which I pray now, but even if they did, um, it would still be the same. Like, God, you would still be good. Like there is 
bigger and i think that's what it is with faith too it's like just believing that there's something like that even if we don't see it like he's doing something in in the works you know yeah and it's like trusting him fully yeah and trusting him fully is allowing him to make decisions about your life that you might not agree with yeah yeah and to that point it's crazy because going back to my story um like i was so disappointed and then i ended up having to like move with my roommates like just to a different place oh yeah um mm-hmm. but you know obviously like it was like a little cheaper and like i didn't have to like buy so much stuff um but it's crazy like a couple days i think it was like that same week or within a week like there were some changes in my job and they like reduced my hours and so i was like making less money and i was mad about that too i was like ah. <laughs> too i was like okay god like what is it you know what i'm saying but like on the other side of it i'm like dang like me not getting that apartment was actually his protection because i kind of would have been stressed out about getting furniture and i would have been stressed out about like you know just paying for everything on my own um so even in that like i there's a piece of me that saw like why why um that place didn't work out um and so yeah like god like in in all of it god is good like you were saying Mm -hmm. like he's doing something in the background like he knows what's to come he knows like what we don't know what we don't see like he knows what we're prepared for and what we're not so Mm -hmm. and that's on god (laughs) (laughs) but i have something else um and this is and i remember okay so there's another we're going on to the next question so i remember one time i was telling you something that my therapist was telling me about my life and I remember you had said I, I want to phrase it exactly but it's not gonna be exact but you had said something like oh I know what that's like or something or you're like yep and it was about the golden child mm. <laughs> and I was expressing to you like um because my therapist was talking to me about he would call me, he didn't call me like you're the golden child but when it acts when I explained my upbringing and stuff, he was like, yeah, it's like the golden child mentality. And it's because people in your family put you on a pedestal. Other people put you on a pedestal. Um, so you have to, to like, you're trying to constantly live up to that, which causes your imperfection. I mean, your per- imperfection. Yeah, we're imperfect. Mm-hmm. But causes your perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes you to always want to strive at such a high level because you're afraid to fall off the pedestal. Um, and I don't think, I, I don't know if I was saying that exactly to you, but I was talking about the golden child and you had said that you can relate to that. And... Then we talked about it for a little bit. I think maybe. Um, I think maybe. <laughs> but it. I didn't realize that you also had that until you said that. Um, because then I looked at your life. Because I know your life. And I was like, oh, I could 100% see that. The child that always does everything right. Or is expected to do everything right. Um, or has always done it. So then it's an expectation. Yeah. And all the right grades nice and everything kind does life the right way in like the eyes of your parents and the eyes of people around you but it creates so much pressure on you as a person and so I want you to kind of like talk about that because I'll I'll intro it and just talk about my golden child thing and so in growing up um I was always the the kid or the daughter that did everything right and that was just on the outside world because there were so many things that I was doing that no one really knew about except for when my sister told me that one time but (laughs) (laughs) 
practice. <laughs> you know who you are. No, I'm just kidding. But to like the outside world, family, friends, not friends, but family, it was like you were getting all the right grades. You were succeeding, prospering, everything like that. Behind the scenes, I wasn't always doing that. Like I was doing drugs and I was doing different things and I was thinking certain ways. Um, but because I was on that pedestal, when I actually left my family house, I expected everyone to keep me on that pedestal. And from a job to a relationship to friendships, everything. And when that didn't happen, it almost created this insecurity in me that I need to constantly live for validation. Because I wasn't in, when I was younger, I wasn't living for validation, but it was just given to me so much like, oh, you're doing so good or da 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 da. Or like my mom would go above and beyond for me. And so when I got out of that, I was like, always thinking like I need to live for validation because I need people to treat me like the way my mom treated me. And I remember I even had an ex-boyfriend one time say to me, was like, I'm not going to treat you like a princess, like your mom. And I was like, well, first of all, you've been seen in my family mm-hmm. dynamic a little too much, but <laughs> too, but too, like what? But, um, <laughs> but it's like a reality. Like when you're in it, it's crazy also to think like that too, because I think people, not people, I won't say that, but I think a lot of times like the hard parts about growing up isn't just when you're struggling or you think like you're getting in all the trouble or whatever. Like sometimes the trauma also comes from being considered the golden child or Mm -hmm. being considered perfect because in the real world, you're not that, you know, like you're not that to anyone. Like no one, my boss doesn't like consider me like a golden child or anything like that. But sometimes I find myself wanting to be the golden child, the one she always goes to, not that specific boss, but I also had a boss where I was kind of the golden child aspect. Um, and it fed like my ego, like my therapist likes to say, <laughs> it fed my ego to a certain point, but it's unhealthy. And so talk about like your golden child and like the pressures of that yeah. and what that looks like and how it affected you once you got out of your family's house. Yeah. Um, I think growing up, I always had like, I've always had a relationship with God, but I've always had this thing inside of me where I wanted to do the right thing. Like, I always just wanted to do the right thing. Like, and I think it really was like the Holy Spirit convicting me, but I think I took it to like a too deep level. So where like, if I did something wrong, I was just like so down on myself, like, dang, like, you know better, you should have done better. Why are you acting out, da, 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 right? So I've always had that since I was, since I was young. Um, but I think like growing up in my family, as I, you know, did well in school and, I did the right thing and like was on the right path and I was like an athlete and I was a good student and I was respectful to all my like aunts and stuff like even outside of my home like even my aunts and my cousins like I was like they didn't say well they sometimes they even said it like Naya's always doing good mm-hmm. Naya's always doing and I would just be like uh. <laughs> I'd be like uh, am I like I don't know um and so I think I I definitely had the golden child. I was in the golden child's um, position without knowing it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like internally, it created this like perfectionism inside of me where like I couldn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. It, it was like kind of like I was in this category. And if I made a mistake, I'm like in a different category for me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, dang, I don't want to be down there, you know? And it's not like level type of thing, but like, I didn't want to be, I wanted to stay where people put me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think once I let, like in college um, and and when I was in that relationship, once I started acting out, if you will, (laughs) once I started sinning, (laughs) okay, once I started sinning, um, I just felt like so much guilt and shame 
beyond like normal conviction because I was like, I'm the golden child. Like I shouldn't be acting like this. Um, and I remember even when my mom, <laughs> my mom asked me <laughs> if, um, I was a virgin still. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang. I've been out here sitting on. <laughs> I was like, dang. Like, you know, it was just like, yeah. my golden child era is, is done. <laughs> it's yeah, done. Like, like you lost your badge yeah, for the golden I, child. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of the golden child club. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I told her and it, it was okay. But I think for me, it just, like, when I made a mistake, even if it wasn't, terrible mistake like I just felt so like heavy like I felt so down on myself um mm -hmm. uh, because everybody's like Naya always does everything right Naya's always here mm -hmm. and there Naya's mm -hmm. always on the right path and they would it, like literally say it and, and still sometimes they say it to this day and I'm just mm -hmm. like I'm like y'all it's, it's done with it's, it's done like, with yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah, it yeah. it's done like I, I'm just doing me you know what I'm saying like it's I don't me need that. like you know yeah I'm just I'm still a person you know like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of it's almost dehumanizing because it's like you're you're this mm -hmm. you're this thing it's like not, you're not even like a person you're like this yeah, this like this perfect yeah, persona. 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 Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I'm a person and I still mm. make mistakes and my life is not all the way together the way you may think. Um, so yeah, it mm -hmm. just it was just a lot of like pressure. Mm -hmm. I like what you said. Um well there I mean, there's so much good stuff, but the what you said about like people being like, and I does all the good things and every did it. And it's like we talk about like labels that people put on us right and sometimes like you're not smart or you're always gonna be like your pair or whatever like the bad ones we talk about necessarily but we don't talk about like what you would consider a good label mm -hmm. but those labels still like stay with you and keep you in this like sort of box and yeah. in this like structure where it's like not healthy because like like you said i deal dealt with the same thing with like when you make a mistake it's like the all of a sudden everything you have everything you ever built up everything you ever worked where it becomes a lie yeah if you make a mistake yeah yeah because it like, doesn't live up to that persona right. of, of like the perfect golden child mm -hmm. or whatever and so it's like those labels even though they would be considered some people might be like i'd rather have those labels than the labels other people were putting on me it's like no no labels are good like and like you said like i even had to like tell family too around this time um this time like now when people still call me i'm like it's just no like I don't actually like that like, right right right, like, right I think it's it, it's like hard for me to deal with life and I remember even having a friend um say to me like you're like so holy or something like that and I was like just stop please you're I have too much <laughs> no, trauma that's, tied to that <laughs> that's way too far <laughs> or like you're 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 such a good Christian oh, and that whew. even is also like a yeah, like a little tough. box and it's like hard to live up to and it's like no I'm human I'm not like I'm trying my best you know, and I actually like the pastor, our pastor said something today and they said, like, you don't have to be a perfect person, but a perfect heart, you know, have a, having a perfect heart. And it's like, I feel like my heart is good, but I'm not a perfect person. Like I'm making mistakes. Like he's, he was relating it to David. Like David wasn't a perfect person, but he had a perfect heart. And so it's like, we know, I mean, not everyone knows what David did, but like he um, had an affair with a woman that was married and killed her husband <laughs> and killed her husband. <laughs> and so it's it's like that aspect where it's like no i'm still human like just because i do some good things or whatever and i'm trying my best in life but like i'm out here making mistakes that people don't see like yeah, you know I, i'm out, out here thinking thoughts that aren't christian and so it's like don't 
it's like don't put those like labels and people in those boxes because it's hard to come out of right and i think like you said i'm making mistakes that people don't see it's like because that's that's all they see especially when you're not in their house like they don't see the Mm day-to-day failures they don't see the day-to-day like sadness they Mm -hmm. don't see any of that um and so i think for me to get those labels off of me i'm like do i need to be like more vulnerable with them do i need Mm -hmm. to like share more about my low times um and i think in certain relationships that has helped um especially when it comes to like being a christian because when you're not walking with god people just think like oh you're just a perfect christian and Mm -hmm. your life is so great and you know you just believe and everything happens and then you know but um that's not the case Mm -hmm. always um but god is good (laughs) amen nonetheless Um, (laughs) nonetheless but i think in certain relationships it's helped me to be like hey this is what this season looks like for me. Like I'm struggling. I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for me to believe in this area. It's I'm, I'm struggling with this or that just to like, let them see another side. So th- they still have a respect for me. Right. I'm still, you know, a, a believer of Christ and walking my walk, but they see that like, it's not always everything is in order. Everything mm-hmm, is the highest mm-hmm. level. I'm excelling at everything. Like, no, there's still things that I struggle with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i try to like let certain people see those things as well yeah it's telling your testimony yeah so yeah i think you were saying like um people that walk don't walk with god might be like you're a christian you have everything together blah 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 but i think what people don't realize is that like yeah when you walk with god um when you walk with god there comes with like this peace and this like um this like hovering yeah where it's like even though things might not be all together like I can't be shaken yeah. to the core, yeah. you know? So that's why it might look like I still have joy, even though I have $5 in my bank account. Like right. that, that's why it looks like I still have joy, even though I just like lay down a 12 year friendship because it's like, God gives you this like peace and joy. That's like, that's like, un- it's unexplainable. Yeah. Like you can't really explain it. And yeah. so I think that's why also why people might think like, oh, like you don't have anything going wrong with you because everything just goes right for you. But it's like, no, I just have God fighting for me. So it, yeah. the fight looks different. Yeah, that's so good because um, that season I was talking about of disappointment, I ended up talking a little bit about it um, on my end of the year recap on Instagram. (laughs) And uh, some people were like, oh, wow, like I didn't know like this Mm -hmm. is going on. Like, tell me more about this. I didn't know like Christians could feel this way. And so it kind of opened the door to like share my testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like it, it looks like we have it together a lot of times like you're saying because we have peace and we have comfort Mm -hmm. through god um and so when we're going through something we may not look like what we're going through but we're still going through it Mm -hmm. um so i think that's also just a different like the difference of walking with god and not walking with god um is just being able to have that peace still being able to love on people and not be like angry and bitter Mm -hmm. and and um just wild when you're going mm-hmm. through a tough time so mm-hmm. that's a good point yeah also because god is carrying the weight yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, we're not carrying it by ourselves facts and like it's you look heavy you look like something's weighing you down when you're only carrying it by yourself yeah that's so but good. like i feel like there might be like a weight around us but as we walk god is carrying it yeah with us you know yeah yeah for like, sure the visual i'm like that's what i'm saying <laughs> right he's walking with us yeah carrying i mean yeah like right (laughs) 
carrying. Sometimes we got to be carried, honestly. Yeah. So I was like, sometimes he has to carry us. Listen, these steps. in that in that season of disappointment, I was like, oh no, I can't move. Dragging you, I can't move. <laughs> like, if you want me to move, you gotta you gotta pick me up and my baggage, like all of it. <laughs> like yeah. I couldn't. Um, but that's such a good point because, like, the word says, like to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Um, and then it also talks about like laying down our burdens at his feet and taking his easy yoke. So that's really like what mm-hmm. a relationship with God looks like. It's like an exchange always. So, like, mm-hmm. And if we do it right, we have peace and we have joy and we have um, comfort in the midst of storms. But when we don't do it right and we try to carry it on our own, that's when we're like struggling mm-hmm. and that's where we're like, God, where are you at? And he's like, I'm trying to take your stuff, but we're yeah. not letting it. Yeah. We're not giving it to him. Um, but yeah, that's a beautiful thing about relationship with God. Like it's an exchange. It should mm-hmm. be an exchange. Like even the word says like joy for sadness, like Mm -hmm. beauty for ashes. Like it's always an exchange with him. If you lay down what he's asking you to lay down. Mm -hmm. And I was in her Bible bag. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So the last question I have for you um, is about 2021. (laughs) Because I want people to understand, even when it seems like you have it all together, or even though I might have it all together now, like I wasn't always like that. And there's moments where you may fall. Because you might have had like a strong year in 2020, but then a weak year in 2021, and then another strong year in 2022. And that's kind of how relationship with God works. It's like it ebbs and flows. It's not always you're at your top, top, top. Like there's high mountaintops and there's low valleys. Um, And so 2021 was a valley for both of us. And to give some context into that, she was living in an ATL. I was living out here. Um, And we got into some relationships with people that weren't necessarily godly which was interesting that we were both kind of at the same time um wasn't full relationships but we were dating them essentially and we had and i think the drift started a little bit before that though we had drifted a little bit from god now that does not mean that we weren't going to church because i was still going to church right that doesn't mean that i wasn't praying sometimes because i was Mm -hmm. um or that i wasn't reading my bible but the relationship had a blocking point essentially and so it didn't feel like i was hearing him as much it didn't feel like i was fully in alignment it felt like i didn't have as much peace like i wasn't as joyful i always felt like there was like just a bunch of things stirring in my mind like i couldn't find focus um and it was because i won't put it all on that person because i don't think it was that but it was a matter of drifting already because sometimes we can drift from the lord like that's why it's so important to be intentional about time with god it's so important to be intentional about your relationship with god and then when you do start to feel yourself drift like figure out what's going on yeah because sooner or later we'll find ourselves deep in the deep end so um i think the drift had begun before and then the person came and they weren't necessarily feeding my relationship with god and they weren't bad people i'll speak on behalf of my person they weren't a bad person um they were a good person but it wasn't my person. And it wasn't someone that, in a time where I felt like I was drifting from God, it wasn't good for me because I felt like it was just pulling me further because it wasn't someone pouring into me. And I felt like I was kind of pouring into that person, but you need to be getting filled up. You need yeah. to be getting filled up, especially yeah. when you start to drift and yeah. everything like that. And relationship with God, that's why community is so important. So you guys fill each other up, iron sharpens iron, all of those things, because walking with God isn't easy. And like you need, sometimes you're like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And you need someone speaking life into you. Um, And so 2021 was hard. And then we were going to bars separately drinking and we might have driven 
while drinking a couple times yeah. um i'm good. like not good <laughs> i know not good um and then you came out here to visit mm-hmm. we were at the club yes <laughs> was it we weren't like clubbing clubbing it was clubby. a, a bar ish it was like two saints trying to let loose it wasn't like trying to let loose it wasn't like it wasn't crazy it wasn't crazy it wasn't like we put on a tight dress and we were in the club we were still like like, relatively um conservative yeah yeah (laughs) but we were drinking and we were going out we were just in spaces that we probably wouldn't go in now yeah um and then we were drinking and then driving so tell me about 2021 that year because i I just want people to understand the whole point of this is that like what it looks like to be where we're at right now doesn't mean that like next year we could be really low because it could we could be really low not that god still won't be with us but that's just how life is yeah yeah 2021 was a wild ride (laughs) um i first moved to atlanta in january and i like in january i was i was me and god were like here you know like i heard the word of god to leave i left I moved to Atlanta within a week. Um, and then, you know, I was just kind of like getting my footing, but I was still my words, still reading, um, spending time with God. But I think af- as the months kind of progressed, um, it was just, I just felt like, like I was drifting. Like, I just felt like I was just getting further and further away from him. Um, it was hard for me to find like a church in person. And so then I was like online, then sometimes I would like sleep in, then I would be like, oh, let me, let me listen to the word. But I wasn't like, it's different when you're like actually going to church and being in church. And, and then like, I didn't have community out in Atlanta. So I was just kind of like, oh, well, like, let me just go to a bar. Like, let me try to be some people there. Um, so for me, I was just in a space where I was trying to settle there somehow and like figure out who I was in a new place. This was my first time like moving out of California where my family is. Um, And so I met somebody and they weren't pursuing Christ. Um, And then like you said, I was already drifting. And so that person became more of a distraction and kind of in the process drifted more and more away from God and just found myself doing things that I wouldn't do in a normal like when I was in a good place with God and still feeling convicted about it sometimes but still doing it anyways just because Mm -hmm. like once you're in that space you're kind of just like ah it's not that big of a deal you start rationalizing like rationalizing it um and really believing the lies of the enemy that like oh it's not that big of a deal like it's just a margarita Mm -hmm. like you're just going to a bar you're not doing anything crazy Mm -hmm. and even in that time like I, w- I wasn't going crazy, 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 but it was still leading to me depending on things outside of God. Mm-hmm. And it was still me feeding my flesh. And it was still me um, prioritizing what I wanted versus like God's plan for my life and being in alignment with his will. And so I think that year um, I was... I would say I was selfish. Like I was Mm -hmm. just prioritizing what I wanted to do. And I did things that made me happy in that moment. And um, I was just doing like whatever felt good. And that's not always the best thing. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times the things that don't feel good, but are like God sent um, are the best for you. So yeah, in that season, I was just like 
doing a lot of the things like I was prioritizing pleasure I would mm-hmm. say like that year I, I prioritized pleasure um over purpose to sum it up okay, <laughs> okay. that is dumb. <laughs> so how did you come out of that space like uh, how did you realign with the Lord um I think I it took a lot of work <laughs> like very practically I had to detach from that person um and that was hard <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the phone with Chanel because um it's like and even if it's like once you get in the routine of something it just becomes like oh like I just want to do it you know mm-hmm. it's like you may not even like that person that much you may not even like want to like be you definitely I didn't even see myself marrying that person but it's just like you kind of get a routine of things and you also just get used to like doing your own thing in a sense Mm -hmm. so um I had to separate myself from that person and then it was a slow crawl back I think it wasn't like immediate Mm -hmm. I think I had to like like it was a process I had to just slowly put down like Mm -hmm. stop drinking and like stop going out to bars and like um read your word even if you're like bored at the time you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like um just praying more like increasing the frequency of things related to God whether that's going to church like I was going to two churches (laughs) at a certain point I was like I need two words okay so I went from like online church to going to church two times um and so like just the little things like over time and also just reflecting on like what that time did to me Mm -hmm. once I realized like how damaging it was and how even though it was fun how it wasn't like helping me and it wasn't good for my spirit then Mm -hmm. I realized like okay God help me to desire the things of the Lord help me to desire to be obedient help me to desire then then like my prayer life changed even Mm -hmm. so I would like pray for even if I didn't have the desire in that moment I would pray for God to give me the desire to read his word and I would pray for him to give me the desire to just for him and not people or, or a man or a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it was like a slow process. Mm-hmm. I love that you emphasize the process part because nothing is like really quick ever. Um, even when you start a relationship with God, it's not quick where you automatically everything is like picture perfect and everything like that. And then when you drift or when you make mistakes or whatever, and you start sinning or whatever, we sin all the time. But like when you start to drift, like coming back isn't easy either. It's almost like re um, building something. Mm-hmm. And so the process was so good because um, I feel like within a process and when you're trying to like rebuild your relationship with God, get back in, in alignment with God, everything like that, like it can um, sometimes not even feel organic not not organic but normal it's like Mm -hmm, almost uncomfortable mm -hmm. or like kind of like forcing yourself to do it it's like working out yeah so when you go to the gym and you try to get back into the gym it feels like i ain't trying to do it and everything hurts and you're tired everything like that but then once you continue to do it then it's like okay now it's like it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. essentially and so i love what you said about the process because i feel like what people need to realize about the process with god and like building relationship with god is that in the beginning it won't feel normal or like comfortable or like something you want to do and I think that's okay too yeah like 
it feeling like almost like a chore in the beginning because yeah. you're just trying to get the discipline of that life. Yeah. Um, but I do like what you said about like two churches and not because like you have to watch two churches, but it's because you knew that it's like, I need to feel every, like as much as I can fill my day with the Lord Yeah. and build the frequency is what you said, like build yeah. the frequency of the Lord, because that's the only way I'm going to renew my mind. Like that's the yeah. only way I'm going to get back in alignment mm-hmm. is if like I continue to watch sermons. And that's what I did too. Like I felt like I forgot um i don't know if the church was open yet i'm trying to remember i don't think so but like i felt like i was watching sermons more i maybe watched a couple sermons a day like cut off secular music got off social media like i was having to do fast like i was like lord it's gonna be you and me like yeah i don't know where you're at but i need to hear you so um yeah that's really good and and um now look at us no (laughs) no but i think it's great because like you can look back at moments like that and be like be like dang god like you even though and wait the crazy thing is what i'm trying to say the crazy thing is is that even though we were drifted god was there the whole time i remember he reminded me that when i came back he was like i was never gone like you just kept took your eyes off of me Mm -hmm. and it's like when we take our eyes off of god like everything else becomes like essentially our idol you know what i mean and i and so like the whole that whole 2021 year i won't say the person became an idol but i think the pleasure became the idol yeah it did the doing whatever we wanted to do became the idol you know like wanting all that stuff was like more important because God was right there, but our eyes were like right here, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like, and I think what's beautiful and I, I don't know if I've ever said this, but to kind of like close it out is that like the things that we want, like the community or like trying to find ourselves or whatever the purpose, the person, all that stuff is all in God. But like, I remember when we like, I think that we talked about this before, but remember when Vanessa's friend, she said like, imagine I'm God, you're God. Imagine I'm God, and then this is like the house you want, the car you want, the person you want, everything like that. And then um, if you look down at those things, so look down at them. I'm like, so look down at them. You can't see God, right? You can't see mm-hmm. me. But if you look at me as if I was God, you can still see those mm-hmm. in your peripheral, you know? And that was like yeah. so beautiful because it's like everything we want, God knows, and it's still there. But when you have, and God has it, but when you're just focusing on those things, you don't have God. Yeah. Whereas if you focus on God, you'll have everything. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's Matthew six thirty three, right? Like, seek ye first the kingdom of God. <laughs> Bible bag. She did these- Bible scriptures all time. <laughs> and all these things <laughs> shall be added. It's just like, we know that scripture. And then, but but walking it out is a different thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's like a real thing. Like, if you remain in God, like, he will give you the desires of your heart. Like, when your desires align with his you'll have those desires um but it's just the discipline like you said of being in alignment with him staying with alignment staying in alignment Mm -hmm. with him and i just want to add like what you said about um just being disciplined in that time Mm -hmm. like it's okay to feel like this bible like me reading this bible is so hard like Mm -hmm. right now you know like sometimes we're just like it may seem like we gotta read the Bible the same so word five, five times. I'm like, you're like, dang Lord, I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're like, I wanted to be, I want to be doing anything else right now. Like, but like in those seasons of drifting, you have to be disciplined. That's the only way because your flesh is going to get in the way. It's gonna be like, you don't need to read this Bible, or you read mm-hmm. you read the verse of the day. Let's like keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Not the or verse of the day. Or, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Or like you read the verse of the day and you watched the video of the day, so you're good. <laughs> but like you have to be disciplined. And like setting that mm-hmm. time, even if it's hard, even if it's the longest mm-hmm. 15 minutes of your life, even if you may not feel like you even retained everything, but 
um i think god honors obedience and god honors you when you're when you put forth the effort mm-hmm. to seek him mm-hmm. right so just like just just put you have to push past your flesh mm-hmm. and you have to do the uncomfortable thing to see him again because it's not like he's like it's not like he left um and Mm -hmm. like when you come back to god you don't start from zero like you start you're you're at the same place where Mm -hmm. you left Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always feel like that it feels like oh i have to like we have to get back in the groove Mm -hmm. but just knowing like i haven't gone backwards like he's still there we're still like we're still in relationship i'm still his daughter i'm still called Mm -hmm. i still have a purpose i still have um like i still have everything in him i just have to refocus and realign and and get his vision for my life so amen amen all righty well i think that's a wrap do you have anything else to say no I said everything I needed to say. I left it all on the stage. Yes, um, I poured it all out for y'all. Well, thank you for coming to Spiritual Slang. A very special. Oh, did I mention this yet? Remember when we used to practice? Yes. <laughs> y'all. Okay, we'll end on this like little story real quickly. Basically, when I found out I was going to do Spiritual Slang, I don't know if it was directly after, but it was before I even started. I'm pretty sure. I think before you were in you- my living room one time. Yeah. We've in this d- living we've room done it multiple times <laughs> yeah. i think it was yeah i'm pretty sure you were in this living room or maybe we were on the phone i think you were in, in person yeah you were in person because you might have been on this couch and i might have been on the floor and i literally said um and we were practicing like as if i was like welcome to spiritual slang yeah and then you were like hi nice to have thank you for having thank me thank you for having <laughs> me i'm happy to be here <laughs> no mics or anything but also it was just our sense of humor because we were just joking around but also like kind of serious so it's so funny full circle moment yeah full that's circle that's the god that's the god we serve that's the god we serve it's crazy to see like it's really happening like it's here like years ago we were joking about this joking ish playing years. around it was like two three two, i mean three i feel like that was like years. actually three, three years maybe yeah Dang, we're in 2023 yeah, that was, yeah like three years. that was like a couple years ago <laughs> before okay. social thing was even it even had a name yeah. i remember like just being like okay what are you gonna say and you would be like hi guys i'm chanel <laughs> i do say that <laughs> <laughs> right sounds about right right but okay. i'm so proud of you thanks i'm so proud of you to see where this has come and i'm excited for your future it's all god literally like i would not be here physically mentally spiritually emotionally anything it hadn't not been god and you have my word on that (laughs) (laughs) not you have my word (laughs) 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 all right so let's close out the episode i'm gonna end the episode thank you for coming love you so much but we're gonna end it the way i always end it so I'll say one thing, you say another thing, and I'll close it out. What do I want to say? You're never too far out of God's reach. Oh, it's on me? Yes. (laughs) You're never too far out of God's reach. Um, Doing the hard things are always worth it in the end with God. Ooh, stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.